Next on BYU Sports Nation, how about men's basketball? Climbing the metrics after a dominant win over Evansville last night. We'll break down BYU and what they've done best on their path to being number one in the net. Plus, BYU radio analyst Mark Durant will join us and discuss how BYU has improved so much from last year to this year and look ahead to Saturday's game against Utah. Women's Hoop snapped a two-game losing streak with the close win against Utah State as Lauren Gustin throws up another 2020-plus. Surprising roster news and what it means for the rest of the season. And Joe Lighthall of BYU Track and Field on why the fight song calms him down and the importance of ironing. <laughs> How's that for a tease? Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, December 6th. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the second biggest Cinnamon Toast Crunch fan on the planet, Jerem Jordan. It is in the rotation. I like it a lot. I think it's my favorite. I'm not exactly sure. What's your favorite cereal? Probably Waffle Crisp or Honey Bunches of Oats. Nice. Yeah, those two are my go-tos. That's pretty good. Um, the track and field team, the men's team specifically, uh -huh, went uh -huh. to the Cannon Center. And there's a tower of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and they were trying to eat it all before it got refilled. Well, let's just say it kept getting refilled. They had stomach aches, okay? But eventually, they triumphed and carried the empty tower out and took a photo. They ate 2.25 towers. I think this was yesterday, or at least earlier this week. So congratulations to the men oh, track so, and field so team good. that, uh, you know, conquered the tower of Cinnamon Toast Crunch at the cans. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. The things we do for entertainment as college kids. <laughs> and, hey, if you run a lot and, and still want to be in shape, it's okay to eat that much. Absolutely. That's what we learned. You will burn that. all of those calories and the yeah. sugar, no problem. My Spanish teacher in high school, uh, Mr. Cabanillas, routinely won the Deseret News 10K, and he drank soda all the time. So he was like, anyone that tells you you can't drink soda and run, I win the Des yeah, News yeah. 10K. He was, he was super fun. Well, don't forget yourself, who finished 55th in the state cross-country meet, take, and you consumed all types of I, soda I as didn't well. Even, Spence, I didn't even go to practice. Uh, <laughs> I got, it was a good day. A, a championship day. mentality. Back in 2000. No practice. No practice. Lots just of soda. Show up for the races. <laughs> I love I was, it. I was pretty proud of myself at the time. I was like, oh, you fools went to practice, and I just ran by you. Yeah. That's, uh, that's humiliating for everybody you beat, quite Yeah, honestly. I have a lot of uh, <laughs> humiliating stories. Now, yeah, oh, on way. that note, and the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Tower in mind, all rise and shout. Let's get to what's trending. By Jackson Robinson, right at the rim. Double-digit threes now in all eight games this season. Behind the back pass to Khalifa. It just gets better. What's Trending presented by Tim Daly Nissan, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group serving Utah since 1968. BYU men's basketball on the emotional high of being ranked 14th and so number awesome. two in the net ranking going into last night and a top 10 Ken Palm team. A classic trap game scenario. Oh, there's clearly going to be some type of letdown before Utah on Saturday. No. The pregame sideline reporter set me up for that. Straight up. Me. Oh, you. Yeah, you. I, I was like, oh, I could see this game being a, a little weird. At some point, BYU's got to play a weird one, right? It hasn't they happened. BYU absolutely destroyed 
a pretty good Evansville team last night. 90 in net. If you look at net rankings, they're the third best team that BYU has played to date of the eight wins. But it's a 96-51, a 45-point 40, win against a pretty good team. And as of this morning, I said it gets better. BYU is ranked number one in the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee's primary sorting tool. What did I say to start the postgame show? That BYU could be number one. And they are. They did it! Number the one numbers were good enough. in the net rankings Come as on. of December 6th. Yeah. So we're taking a step back today to try and figure out how. How did this happen and what BYU has been best at to lead to this unprecedented ranking in the net sorting tool. What do you think? We're going to go rebel and lock on this segment. We're going numbers. Okay, baby. heavy numbers Number. today. I'm from the school of rebels. So All right. A lot of, lot of numbers here. Okay, BYU is just playing great basketball. We can quantify this in a million different ways. Okay, offensive efficiency, ninth in the country. That is how many points per 100 possessions you score. Just straight up. Adjusted for tempo, ninth. Points per possession. That's the point, right? To, like, score and not uh, yeah. points. Third in the country at 1.24. Defensively, BYU's playing great as well. 11th in the country. Remember when BYU was just like, yeah, I get a bucket and hopefully get a stop? Like, that used to be, like, the mantra. Uh, nope, is playing great defense at 11th. BYU leads the nation in the following. Net, mm-hmm. scoring margin, assists per game. Okay. That matters, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Ali, Mark Ali Pope Khalifa talked about that specifically last night. Second, the assist-to-turnover yep. ratio as a team. Three-point makes and takes a game. Second-half points per game. Three-point percentage defense. Defensive rebound percentage. Opponent blocks. Uh, percentage per game. Uh, BYU is only getting blocked 1% of the time, by the way. <laughs> Bench points, among others. There are others. This is just what we had room on a graphic for. Okay? BYU is playing so, so well. They are connected. They are unselfish. They are overcoming injuries. Remember, Foose has been mm-hmm. out for two games. Last year, Foose was out for two games. That would have been bad news. Well, let's go ahead and just throw in the NC State game as well. It feels like three because he didn't play very much against NC State. It feel, yeah, it's basically two and a half. Yeah, yeah. And BYU has no Dawson Baker, who at one point I was told, hey, he might be our best guard. Excuse me? Your leading scorer is coming off the bench in Jackson Robinson. who can, He's gone 19-plus, three in a row. BYU's shooting it well. Like, you, ha, you just have a team. You really have a great team. BYU's playing great. I am not worried about what this means. Sustainability. When do they come down from the mountain at this point? You don't get to the top of Everest and worry about the climb down quite yet. You enjoy enjoy the journey up and the view, and then you see where you're at, right? But you do want some Wi-Fi so you can tell the homies about the experience. BYU jumped five spots in ESPN's BPI last night. They were 18 going into the game against Evansville. Yes, look at all this stuff. Okay, a couple more numbers. Regular season projections. We'll break this down more later, but BPI says 23-8. and Ken Palm says 25 and 6. Team rankings say 26 and 5. Everything is awesome. <laughs> Everything is cool when, when you're, you're part, part of, of a team. this team specifically yes. that shares the ball, plays defense, works hard. I, I, I am over the moon about how BYU is playing. It is not just that BYU is winning. How they are playing is the reason they are ranked yes. in this way. Yes. I think the word unselfish comes to mind right now. In fact, it was Ali Khalifa who brought that up with me last night post-game. Listen to this. 
just unselfishness, man. We practice hard. We've been practicing hard since June and May. I came here in May. Just unselfishness. This locker room is one of the best locker rooms I've ever been at in my life. We don't care who's going to score. We don't care who's going to be great. I feel like everybody just being great, and that's what's our secret is just we don't care who's going to pop up tonight. We just want to win. I don't know how to quantify unselfishness other than looking at BYU's assist rate to field goal makes, which is incredibly high, as you just documented. Yeah, BYU leads the country in assists per game. Uh, yesterday, Cody Figure talks about assist opportunities because whether you make that shot or not is different, right? But BYU is very unselfish. So he's not just saying it. They are showing it in that specific regard. Mm -hmm. Numbers heavy today. But I ask you, Jerem, what is BYU not doing well right now? Being selfish. <laughs> not making shots. Maybe not, not shooting a ton of free throws. Like, not they're trying not, hard. They're not getting to the free throw line a ton. But do you need to when you're winning yeah. games by 30-plus? BYU is averaging 13% of its points from free throws. Not which, a ton. Which is bottom 15. Yeah. Okay, so, like, how dare you? It doesn't matter. That, I, I had to look. I'm it's like, okay. where, where are they not doing things well right now? We've reached that point. They're not uh, super young. <laughs> They're not new. Oh. Yeah, no, it's – Spence, it's unbelievable. I, that's, like, 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 I cannot get over how awesome this is right now. It is so fun. It is fun to watch. Yes. A lot of people are paying attention to BYU. It's, again, it's not just about winning. BYU is playing amazing basketball. Like, I, I, I've, you and I have been here a long time. You went and worked professionally for six years. You came back. I've been here, I've been here during that whole span. No team in this whole span, even Jim or Fredette's team, played in this style. Even right? the great 2020 team, 3YU. Yes. They, they were connected and shot three well as well. But this team, it's one through nine. And the, one through ten with Foose, right? But right now, one through nine. And anyone that comes on the court, the connection, the fluidity, the flow, the effort, the buy-in, the chemistry, like use any word you want. BYU's playing so well. Like Lenardi today has BYU as a four still, but in Salt Lake, dog. Yeah. Salt Lake against Grand Canyon, who, by the way, beat San Diego State last night by six. But it didn't hurt BYU in the net. Still went up. It's about how you play. It's about margin. It's about efficiency. It's about strength of schedule. And we'll see what BYU can uh, do Saturday. Certainly Utah only winning by two against Southern Utah is a little eye-popping. But 6-2 uh, and two Ute team at home, that will be a challenge. For the, sure. The one true road game. And then you have a bunch of winnable games at home. Uh, you hope to beat Wyoming on December 30th. And then you could walk into conference play 12-1, and 13-0, and wow. Jerem, it takes BYU doing everything well, any team in college basketball doing basically everything well, to earn the number one spot in the net ranking. Everything, everything aside from free throw attempts or free throw points scored percentage-wise of what BYU is doing has gone well for the Cougars. That's okay. what it takes yeah. for BYU to be where they are. And again, I keep preparing myself for, okay, at some point shots aren't going to fall and it's going to be frustrating. And we saw it a little bit against NC State in the first half, yeah. but they battled back through that. And then it was like gangbusters, the final eight minutes of the game, they pull away, they win by nine. Yeah. Blake so we, we saw it a little bit. And NC State is going to be a tourney team. That yes, feels like a tourney team. Absolutely. San Diego State's going to be a tournament team. NC State's going to be a tournament team. No question. Evansville could compete for the Missouri Valley Conference Championship. They were picked 11th, amazingly. That team's way better. BYU make them look, made them look ordinary. It, 
And they've been doing that to a lot of teams, like Arizona State. Yeah. Uh, wild. I asked Mark Pope last night, why, why and how have you avoided the letdown through eight games? Like, it hasn't been anywhere. How in the world do you do that? And he responded with this. I think, it's, I think it's one of our superpowers. When you're focused on the things that you want to do and not focus on all the external stuff, you have a chance to be pretty consistent, and these guys have been. And so it's still a challenge. Like, the next game's going to be a massive challenge to be focused, and the game after that just becomes a bigger challenge. But so far, our guys have been really focused. They've been really good at dialing in on what our job is on the court and understanding what makes us special. Adversity is going to happen at some point. It might be against Utah yeah. on Saturday. Uh, yeah. It feels like kind of the perfect storm for that to happen. Expect it. Right? Yeah. It could get ugly and weird. If and maybe, you don't, hey, you great. Maybe but, BYU's yeah. down 8 or 10 earlier. Even in the second half, they go down double figures. How will they respond at that point? And Coach Pope continued and, and has said as he, he feels like this team is built to handle, be able to handle something like that. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. Whether it's at Utah or it's or at Baylor in January or Cincinnati at or home, Cincinnati, right? Undefeated as well. Cincinnati's a really good basketball team. BYU. I'm grateful that BYU has they, a home opener for Big Twelve. They haven't play. played the schedule that BYU has per se, but they're great. But but they've not lost. They're one of 14 teams in the country still unbeaten. Oh, by the way, the Big Twelve has six of the 14 yeah. undefeated. Went down teams to 12 remaining two days ago. Oh, did okay. So it's six of the six like, of the 12. Exactly half that. of the remaining undefeated teams yeah. in the Big Twelve conference. So the adversity is going to happen. He calls it a superpower uh, to not overlook opponents. But he would probably also add in that superpower category, BYU, because they're older and they've gone through a lot of tough things, he, they feel like they're ready to handle the adversity that is surely coming, and maybe on Saturday. Let's finish with a couple team rankings things. 99% chance to make the tourney. Okay. Projected two seed. Remember, team <laughs> ranks is like blue goggled. Like, it's crazy. Okay. 71% um, chance to make the Sweet 16. 30% chance to make the Final Four right now. Well, if there are 10% chance to win the whole thing. <laughs> if you're, what? If you're a two seed, 71% chance to make the Sweet 16 sounds pretty reasonable. If you're a two, holy crap. That's awesome. Yeah, team rankings likes this BYU basketball team even more than we do. Like, they are. I don't know what's going on in the metrics for team rankings specifically, but I'll add this. Like we laugh at the we laugh in some numbers at the two seed. Joe Lenardi had BYU as a four seed in bracketology. That's not that it's far not off. It's not that far off. It's not that far off. Okay, topic two. Yesterday after women's hoops beat Utah State 72-66, head coach Amber Whiting addressed the fact that Nani Falatea wasn't on the bench for BYU. Um, she has stepped away from the program. What's your reaction to this news, and how does this affect the team moving forward? Stunned. When, when I first heard the news, I was stunned. And when I heard it, it was right before we went on the air, and we were instructed at that time, hey, things are still moving fast. Amber's going to address it post game, uh, but just say she's not available and will not be on the bench with the team. But we were told she has stepped away. There's no way around this. This hurts. Nani Falatea is a very, very skilled player. I would argue that she's BYU's most crafty offensive player with just how smooth she is with the basketball. She's a great passer. She's got really good court vision. I know she's frustrated coming back from a tough injury, and she didn't play well against Utah in Salt Lake City on Saturday. 
So maybe there's some lingering frustration there, but this hurts because BYU's guard depth, we kept saying like, oh, you just wait till Nani gets back and she joins the likes of Amari Whiting and Kaylee Woolston and Lauren Davenport. Now they've got some real depth that will handle Big 12 play. BYU will be able to win the remainder of their non-conference games without Nani Falatea. They're going to pay the price in Big 12 play, not having a player of her caliber because she absolutely is the type of athlete that could end up being on one of the all-conference teams this year. Like, she's that good. An all-WCC performer. Uh, we're not here to speculate as to why and, and the how. Like, that's, that's not what we're doing today. We're discussing what this means for BYU women's basketball. And right now, I feel like this is a, this is a tough scenario because I think BYU is going to pay the price in Big 12 play when you don't have guard depth. What if Amari Whiting gets in foul trouble? What if Kaylee Wilson gets in foul trouble? Like, I know that Nani wasn't starting per se, but I anticipated that at some point the season she would. She would. Yeah. She would. The, the conversation, I, I've called two games as well this year with women's hoops, and the conversations we had was, oh, yeah, at some point we're hoping to get her back in the starting lineup, right? This is certainly disappointing uh, for both BYU and Nani, right, um, That because she's a good player and uh, she's a huge piece. She averaged 15 a game last year, second on the team, all WCC player, came back from an ankle injury, uh, you know, uh, worked hard to get back. And that's, that's disappointing. I do want to look at the men's team for a comparison here. Dallin Hall took a minute to get back in the starting lineup and came off the bench, and it was still working for BYU. Also, BYU's leading scorer is off the bench, and Jackson Robinson um, is, is just fine in that role. So it's, it's tough if, uh, you know, if not starting was a big factor in this. It's like, well, it, you can still function well without starting, slash would, wouldn't you start later maybe anyway? So I, we don't know everything from both sides of this, but certainly it's disappointing not to have Nani Falatea on the team because she's a good player. Yes, and guess who recruited her? Jeff Judkins. So, I mean, I, I, again, I, I hate well, to speculate. Well, let's speculate more on Kingsley. Kingsley's going to go to the draft and bounce. They're engaged. She probably, I'm just Go guessing. somewhere I, where she, he, wherever he ends up. She's, sure. she's playing college basketball That would make by. sense to me. Sure. I don't, again, I don't know everything about this situation, but that's, that seems like that could be a possibility. Oh, man, if I'm Jeff Judkins and I see Nani Falatea going to the transfer portal and I recruited her at BYU and now I'm at Utah, it's like that, I'm making that phone call right well, away. Well, we know they went after Lauren Gustin and didn't get her. Didn't, they did not get her. And you know what? Maybe that's what I hate most about this whole situation here. Lauren Gustin has 21 points and 21 rebounds yesterday. That should be the story. And it's like unfortunately an afterthought. But when, but when a really good player For sure. steps away – that's huge. Yeah. Numbers. So yeah. That, that's a bummer. This hurts. Un that's a bummer. But listen, I trust in Amber Whiting. I know she's a fiery coach, and she she digs into the emotions of her players. This one hurts for sure, but I, if there's somebody, that can, her if somebody can rally the troops, it's Amber, the extreme motivator. They started 5-0 and while they were figuring things out without her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's something to that for yeah. sure. All right. Our question of the day, we're focusing on men's and women's basketball today, specifically about men's hoops with this brain buster. What have you liked most about the way BYU men's basketball has played so far this season? I say that in jest. This is just fun. This is a feel-good question. This is a what, what, what are you liking yeah. the most from what you've seen from the Cougars and Mark Pope? At Logue1 on X. That's a great Twitter name. Brian Logue, Logan, is that Lo you? Logue1. Okay. Depth. What killed BYU in football seems to be a strength in basketball. Mm. Even when Foose is injured, BYU is maintaining the same level of play. Love it. Yeah, there's no drop-off. In fact, it might even be on the up. 
Jerem, it is my dream that BYU football can take a page out of BYU basketball's book in going through the growth and adversity and struggles and like not making a bowl game. BYU basketball finished fifth in the West Coast Conference last year and didn't play any postseason basketball. Yeah. But they kept the core. Can BYU can you keep the core? Keep the core as much as possible, notwithstanding graduating players and everything. Right. And we hope that this kind of eight no start and whatnot is not the four and one five and two football start. Yes. Oh, a little easier part of the schedule. You weren't in the conference play against tough. It feels like men's hoops is way more sustainable. Like football was flawed. They had no run game. They were contingent on turnovers. Yes. The men's basketball team has little to no flaw at the moment. BYU will certainly play a tougher schedule coming up, not only Saturday, but in January sure. on, right? It's a pipe dream. I'm but, hoping that BYU football can take a step in that direction of what BYU basketball is doing. Yes. What, what men's hoops do, is doing is just utterly spectacular. All right, Travis Larson on Facebook. BYU has beat some good teams, which is great, but also mm -hmm. almost more impressively is how they are completely yes. destroying teams yes. they should beat. Totally. Vastly different from last year. All gas, no brakes. Like, Love it. Like, I'm excited to be in the Big 12, no doubt, period. I kind of wish we could have seen, like, this team in that weird, like, Thursday night at Pepperdine game. In the WCC. And be like, yep, yeah, BYU won by 40. Like, BYU beat a team by 41 last night. That was 90 in net. That would have been, like, the third best WCC team. <laughs> like, the Santa Claras <laughs> of the world. You know what I mean? Like, that was a great win. It's not Houston Christian and Southeast Louisiana you beat. It's a number 90 in net Evansville yes. team. And hopefully they end up being, like, a... That's going to be a quad three in the end. For sure. Just because it was important. Still. But, oh, my gosh. It's amazing. Okay, BYU basketball with Mark Pope is tomorrow night. Oh, a lot to talk about with the coach. Did a nice job, uh, you know, last night in your interview, looking at you, looking in the camera. He talked about that. 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app and ESPN Plus tomorrow night. Up next, the BYU Ironman. Former Cougar and current basketball radio analyst Mark Durant on the show. Why does he think BYU has taken such a massive step forward, and what does he expect against Utah? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. Straight away, Trevin Nell for three. Yes! Jackson for three in the right corner. It's good. Oh, it's a winning Wednesday. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day -day BYU Sports play-by-play. -play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. It is now our privilege to welcome in one of our favorite people to have ever graced this show. He is BYU basketball radio analyst and former Cougar Ironman Mark Durant. Mark, it's on a great barbecue at his house, too. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. This ride with BYU basketball has been incredible. How, how would you explain how BYU has done this through the first eight games of the season? Spencer, don't try to understand it. Just enjoy it, baby. <laughs> I mean, it's good. Listen. Listen, I've lost so many games in my life, and my teams that I cheer for have lost so many games in my life that I, I just enjoy it when, it when they're playing good. And this is as good a stretch of basketball as I've seen in 27 years of calling it. And I don't know that we ever, as a player, ever had this kind of streak because it, it, they're just everything's working. Everything's clicking. Offense, shooting, rebounding, uh, defense. Uh, the bench play has been terrific. The depth, I mean, it's just been a really, really impressive. And 
And, uh, and you, a lot of people say, well, the schedule hasn't been that tough. Well, you, the schedule usually isn't that tough in the preseason, and, and BYU's never done anything like this before. I mean, they are uh, they're just throttling people. And, it, it, you know, obviously you expect to win, but the way they're doing it, uh, I mean, it passes the eye test. I mean, you're, that, that's why everybody's talking about BYU. That's why the, the metrics and the, and the rankings are so high. Is people are going like, whoa, what is happening in Provo? And it's been fun to watch. If Florida State had played in football like BYU is playing in basketball, they'd be in the uh, college football playoff. But that's another topic. Let's talk about your Christmas story lamp um, <laughs> in the background, the leg lamp. It's, it looks nice, man. Tis the season. I don't know. Don't, I don't, don't, know don't be rubbing it like that. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me, Jerem, but I, I'm a major award winner. And uh, that's how I got this lamp. And uh, <laughs> what you, you, you do? You have to be careful because it's it's fragile. So you don't want <laughs> to break it. What would you do to win? I, I don't let, well, I, I, I entered a contest and uh, I got a major award. And my wife, though, I have to watch her because sometimes she'll come in here and I, I think she's got something against my lamp and, and, and something may happen. So I have no idea why. We'll <laughs> <laughs> Mark Durant is with us on BYU Sports Nation, leg lamp and all. Okay, Mark, you were on some good BYU basketball teams. You experienced winning. Like you, you were on teams that played high-level basketball. So having gone through your own experiences with that, what parallels can you draw from your teams that you are seeing clear as day with this BYU basketball team? Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. I think this team started with the, the predictions, the conference predictions, bottom of the conference. And I remember my freshman year coming in, we were picked to finish at the bottom of the conference. Mike Smith had just left and nobody expected much from us. And I think this team, like my, my, my team, was was out to prove something, for one. Uh, and then you had some really good players like Andy Toulson and Marty Haas that were great scorers and, and seniors and had experience. Uh, and, and you had, uh, you know, little freshmen like me that, you know, just trying to make the team better, defense and rebounding. And it was a, it was a real team effort. And uh, we had a real unity. And I think we're seeing that with this team. Uh, they know each other. They have good leadership this year. They're older. They're wiser. Uh, and they are unified in what they're doing. They're unselfish. And, and when you then you start to win and you develop a little confidence and, and a swagger, you don't want to get that too, too confident. Um, uh, but I think this team is now realizing we're really good. And really good teams and good players know they're good. And, and I think BYU is realizing that, and, but, but they're not letting it get out, out of hand. And they're really focusing on each game and not thinking about the rankings and all of that, at least so far. And uh, I think this team has been really impressive with how they've handled the success and how they approach each game. And, and, and now that they really have a target on their back, I can't imagine how much Utah will want to spoil what's happening in Provo uh, with this team. And so every game's going to be a challenge. And of course, the Big 12 is a challenge and all of that. But like I said, what they've done so far deserves a, a real, a lot of praise. And it's been super fun to watch. BYU did a nice job in the non-conference scheduling because walking into the year, we thought, okay, all 18 games in the Big 12 are likely to be quad one or quad two. 
You don't need to load up with hardly anything in non-conference. Yet BYU plays an NC State team that's top 60. Arizona State's in the top 100. Evansville we didn't think would be this good, but they're 113 in net. San Diego State, of course, is the crown jewel of the non-conference schedule so far, despite the loss to Grand Canyon last night. Now BYU plays the one true road game at Utah, as you mentioned. What do you expect from this BYU team in the one true road game of the 13 in non-conference where they will be tested by a Ute team that is improved? Well, it's it's been a series of tests for this team, right? Uh, and it's like, well, yeah, they're they're good. They beat Houston Christian by a lot, but it's Houston Christian, and then then they beat San Diego State. Well, they San Diego State's not maybe not as good as they were, but and BYU was at home, but um, so we're still not sure. And then BYU goes to Vegas and takes care of Arizona State and NC State in in a in a good fashion, and they're like, well. Yeah, but it's hard to tell on a neutral court. Now, we'll see how they do on the road in a true road environment. And now you have that. So it's another test for them. Certainly, it will be a, a test because Utah, super big, super tall. I, I don't. I know Brandon Carlson didn't play uh, in the game last night. I don't know if he'll play Saturday. That would make a big difference. But Utah has a lot of size. They're at the Huntsman Center, man. I have seen so much stuff in that building that I, I never have, uh, you know, I never have any expectations. I have, I have no idea what's going to happen uh, with, with that game. Strange things happen in that building. And, and so we'll see how it goes. But then even if they win that game, then it'll be, well, Utah, you know, they're, they're not as good as they once were. And we'll see what they do in the Big 12. And, oh, yeah, maybe they want some games at home in the Big 12, but can they win on the road in the Big 12? And then and there's always going to be challenges and tests, and, and I think this team understands that. But, yeah, the first test is at the Huntsman Center at Utah against a big, talented Utah team, well-coached. And uh, and that'll just be another uh, step in the ladder for this team, I, I, I think, and we'll see how it goes. Mark Duran is on BYU Sports Nation. We're discussing the red-hot BYU Cougars 8-0 start. Blue, blue hot, given Utah. Okay, blue hot BYU Cougars. Hey, a blue flame is is like next That's level, That's the right? hottest, right? Yes. All right, Mark, that said, the unimportant things aside <laughs> here, how has this start altered your expectations for what you anticipate BYU will do for the remainder of non-conference and maybe more, well, certainly more importantly, in Big 12 play? Because I'm kind of centering on if BYU wins eight Big 12 games after the non-conference they've had, great. They're probably a six or seven seed in the NCAA tournament. Awesome. I'll take it right now. Do you differ from that and your expectations? If so, how when you look at Big 12 play? Well, I, I would say my expectations have risen uh, exponentially, and I think everyone's have, and, and that's a good thing. I mean, if I'm a player on a team, I want people to expect us to win games no matter what conference or where we're at and I think that team has earned the right to have those high expectations but I think it's just so radically different BYU's approach this year right I mean shooting 35 to 43 is a game sure any any team can do that um, but to make the percentage they're they're shooting that's really radical and what that does, it gives you a chance to beat anybody. Now, of course, you have to shoot well, um, but BYU's done that. And there's no reason to think, I mean, they have, may have an off night here and there, but there's no reason to think this team can't continue to shoot well. I mean, Jackson Robinson, Trevin Nell, Spencer Johnson, Dallin Hall, Noah Waterman, 
you've got seven or eight guys that are consistently good from the three-point line. So even if one or two is off, you're going to have uh, guys hitting shots. So to be able to sustain those percentages and shooting that volume really poses an incredible challenge for teams that they play. And whether it's Kansas or whether it's Bellarmine or whatever you pronounce it, it's a challenge for them to stop BYU. And it, and it's it's just a radically different approach. I credit Mark Pope for thinking we have to do something different to succeed in the Big 12. They're doing something different, and so far it's been a smashing success. Well said. Mark, it's great to talk with you. Always nice to see that lovely lamp in the background. I love lamp. <laughs> and we turn, turn it on for Jeremy. It sounds like Jeremy needs to uh, watch Christmas Story again. He doesn't seem up on the up on this whole thing. Oh, I'm in. I'm just not on the uh, massaging a kneecap on BYU TV. That is new ground for us. Oh, all good, Mark. We, well, you know, I'm always bringing out. I'm always bringing out the uh, the, the racier side of BYU Sports Nation. We're That's pushing boundaries. Like yeah, we get cra- we get crazy here. <laughs> Mark, great to talk to you. We look forward to uh, Saturday's game and your call with Greg. The great Thanks, Mark, boys. you got always it. Great to th- I love you guys, man. It brightens my day to see you. Every time I see you, you're just the best. I want people out there in the world to know Spencer and Jerem are everything you imagine would be. They're so kind and good and wonderful. I love you guys. I'll, oh. ben- I'll Venmo you later. The love is sent back. Thanks, Mark. Thanks. See ya. The Iron Man, Ma- Mark, Mark Durant. Mark Durant has held this, like, people who cover BYU basketball, like, barbecue thing a few years. It is legit at his house. It's so fun. Yes. One, he has an amazing property, which he has worked so hard for. And he's a very accomplished lawyer, by the way, if you didn't know. In what, the real estate game or something? Yeah. Yeah. And he just, yeah, he's, he, it's good to see great people like have what he has and how open he is and how much he shares. And he he has goats, which is (laughs) He's a great dude. Men's basketball takes on Utah Saturday. Listen to it on BYU Radio. Pregame starts at 6 Eastern time. After a dominant performance yesterday, Lauren Gustin may have been even better this year than she was last year. What do you think? We'll discuss it. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media, Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Studio B. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Let's roll out your Wednesday headlines. Number 14 men's basketball blew out Evansville 96-55, no on the season, shot 53% last night, made 14 threes. BYU had different runs of 17-0, 16-0, 12-0 in the game. Jackson Robinson led all scores with 19 points, fired up 46 bench points for the Cougars. He was off to its best start since the 2010-11 season. Number one in the net today, up from two. Number six in Ken Palm, up two spots. Up next at Utah Saturday. Also, Joe Lenardi's bracketology update this morning. You are still a four seed, but in Salt Lake City, oh. taking on Grand Canyon, who beat San Diego State last night. By the way, that would be incredible. Can you imagine BYU playing as a four seed in essentially a home site? That would be amazing. My goodness. BYU women's basketball back to its winning ways after a 72-66 win over Utah State yesterday. And working through some emotions, having found out that Nani Falatea is not with the team anymore, they had to play after that. They just had to find a way, and they did. It was led by Lauren Gustin's sixth career 20-20 game. 21 points, 21 rebounds. It's, it's crazy to do it once. She's done it six times. 
Freshman guard Amari Whiting added a career high 19 points with the win. BYU now 7-2. They host Boise State at home on Saturday at 4 Eastern ESPN+. Again, off the court news, head coach Amber Whiting confirming after the game that junior guard Nani Palatea has indeed stepped away from BYU women's basketball. Mel Kuyper's latest NFL draft big board has Kingsley Suamati as the number eight offensive tackle. Ryan Rico is the number four punter among draft eligible players for the 2024 NFL draft. Neither has declared for the draft, but we expect both to do so. Ashley Hatch played the first half for the United States women's national team in a 2-1 win over China. Hatch recorded one shot on goal in that match. And congrats to Athletic Director Tom Homel, who received the 2023 National Football Foundation John L. Toner Award last night for the best printer. The award recognizes ADs who have demonstrated superior administrative abilities to an outstanding dedication to collegiate athletics and particularly college football. And some breaking news to finish these headlines. Zach Wilson hey, there you are on the has been named the starting quarterback <laughs> for the New York football Jets oh. this week against the Houston Texans. kind of wish he just said no. <laughs> but he's a good teammate. I know. And Aaron Rodgers debunked terrible. everything that had been said yesterday on the Pat McAfee show. I saw that. They're terrible to him. And he's like, yeah, I'll go back down there. <sighs> Respect to Zach. Tough situation. Respect to Zach. Those are today's Don't headlines. <laughs> what that terrible offense was. Some opinions now in the whip. The Cougar Whip Around. Presented by Marish, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Yesterday, the NCAA president proposed a rule change that would allow schools to enter into NIL deals directly with student athletes. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on this idea? Fine, great. It's just another step in the NIL thing. Like, I'm, I'm okay with it. Are you? I want Brigham to spend the money if that's the case. Um, and, and do it to be aggressive and get the right, um, you know, the right deals with the right players. That makes sense. Obviously, yes. there's not like an unlimited amount of funds. You have to be smart with that. BYU's done that. BYU's not Arizona where they're like 240 in the hole and they have to, you know, BYU's smart with its money. They operate in the black, right? Um, so I, I would just want to make sure that BYU is going to be aggressive and spend the money to get not only, obviously, coaches, but in this situation, the athletes that make sense for BYU. Hopefully this gives BYU more green light to do this and to take care of those athletes. But I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Green light right now? It kind of feels like they're running into some things, but this, this feels like it would like green light some more things. I don't know. I think it was out of the BYU structure, it would be greener? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's up to BYU. You can do it. Let's you want. go. All right, Lauren Gustin, 21 points, 21 rebounds yesterday. She's off to another just amazing start this season. Has she been even better this year than she was last year? No, she's been the same player, which is awesome. <laughs> she's been an amazing player. She's maintained the amazingness. Yeah. You know, oh, the and that's not downplaying her in any way. The more can be bad. Like, you know, she doesn't have to do more. She has to continue to be at that level. I'm excited to see what she can do in Big 12 play because averaging yeah. 16 rebounds a game in Big 12 play would be incredible. You're doing 12, that's amazing. Like she's, like she's going to lead the Big 12 in rebounding. She's going to face yeah. way bigger lineups, yeah. but I'm with you. I expect her to still lead the league in rebounds. I don't know if it's going to be 16, but... 16, no. Why not, Lawrence? She's beat, she's beat the odds so many times before. Mike, yeah, jeez. Bronco Mendenhall, new New Mexico head coach officially. Do you like that move for Bronco? I do. I think this is a fun return to his past when he was a defensive coordinator way back when. Running that 3-3-5 defense with Brian Urlacher and... I, I like the move. I think it's a great move for the program down there. I, and because I know who Bronco is and what he's about, I expect New Mexico to compete for Mountain West Conference Championships in like three to four years. Great. We have to pay attention to the Mountain West to get. No, uh, that's good for him. That's cool. I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy. Yeah, for get sure. Get some land, get some horses, do your thing, Bronco.
he can keep his ranch in Montana and have a ranch down in Albuquerque. He probably has ranches in Virginia and Utah <laughs> and Montana. And he's, he's earned that. Literally earned that. Three mil plus for a couple years there. Women's hoops. Taking on Boise State Saturday, 4 Eastern on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. How do the Cougars settle in with no Nani Falasteo? Up next, Jerem goes one-on-one -on -one with BYU freshman Joe Lighthill of track and field about using the fight song to overcome nausea, ironing, and more. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a winning Wednesday. We're live in Studio B. I'm Spencer Linton. He is Jerem George. We know that the men's track and field team eats a lot of cinnamon toast crunch. We learned that earlier yes. in the program. But Champs. there's much, much more to them, including my conversation with freshman Joe Lighthall, who famously earlier this week sang the fight song over the weekend and avoided, you know, a little bit more nausea. There's that and much, much more with the freshman <laughs> Joe Lighthall. All right, Joe. Uh, first off, welcome to BYU, man. You've been here uh, a few months, of course, but uh, we're, we're getting going in uh, cross country and indoor track and the later outdoor track. How's it been so far? I'm, I'm loving it. Being an undeclared freshman makes classes super easy, and I was kind of shocked to travel, but I was just so excited for the opportunity, and I, I loved it. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. So what was that like when, uh, you know, track, the track team's like, all right, you're coming with us to Boston and we're, we're going to go in this big race and this is your first college race. Right. Um, I was sitting in bed kind of sick over Thanksgiving break on this last Wednesday and coach was like, Hey Joe, um, how are you doing with classes? And you know, I told him I'm doing all right. And he's like, Oh, so I, do you want to go to Boston? And I like, I was like, Oh, you know, I screamed in my room and I'm like, all right, sweet. Sounds sick. You know, I, I was just super excited to be able to to go to Boston, and it's a uh, exactly what I imagined collegiate running would be like when I thought I mean, I'd be running for BYU. So it's super cool to travel all the way to the East Coast right off the bat. So you don't just go and run; you take fourth in the eight hundred, and you set a new personal record. Like, what was that like to have such a great race? Um, it was sick. I um, there and there's a lot of learning things I have to do with the eight hundred and indoors because. Uh, in California, there's no need for indoor track. Um, so that was my first experience on an indoor track. And with that being my first time, um, knowing there's room for improvement just on the tactical end, not even fitness, I was super excited about um, just the rest of my season going forward. And I was, yeah, it was it was a great time. So you would never even run in the Smithfield House indoor track? I have like a couple times, but that indoor track is like shaped like an egg and it's not very banked. Mm. Um, this, this track is super like banked, four feet right? tall on the outside lane. Wow. And it's like, it's probably one of the best indoor facilities in the country. And I've never raced on the uh, Smithfield House track. I've done like a workout. Yeah, I think I've done one workout on the indoor track at the Smithfield House. So that was basically my first time running an indoor track. Yeah. Will you participate in, in this week's uh, BYU December Invitational? Yeah, I'm running the 500, um, which is a, kind of a janky distance. Um, never run that before, uh, but that's going to be fun. And I've also, I'm also um, running a 4x4 four four leg. For, um, they're just going to do three equal teamed 4x4s, four and it'll be, it'll be a great time. Hopefully I throw down some sort of 4x4 four four PR. It'll be fun. Let's go. Okay, the the 
main reason we, we have you on is because a story came out in the release of you being nervous, saying you threw up. We we talked about it earlier this week. And then you sang the fight song. Talk <laughs> to me about that moment and why the fight song helped you in that way. We didn't know it was like an anti-nausea thing, but now we know. Well, it was more like a, an anti-nervousness thing. <laughs> like, um, I, I was just, like, I was just warming up by myself like I, I had to run like two miles by myself to warm up and i'm overthinking and i'm just getting in my own head and i like you know i started singing the you know the go cougar you know and um i just i don't know i kind of realized that i'm a byu a division one high, high division one program and when people see the the why on my chest you know they, they might get a little scared so like people fear the why so I thought, you know what, I'm 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 at BYU for a reason, and after I after I kind of sang that, and um, yeah, I was it just kind of it was a great anti-nausea tactic, um, as you guys said on the show yesterday. <laughs> That's awesome. I I love that. For some people, it's like I rehearse a scripture or a hymn, or in this case, you know, it's kind of a hymn. It's the BYU hymn. Yeah, What's right. It? I mean, it should be a hymn <laughs> at this point. <laughs> It's in the uh, canon for BYU fans, which is awesome. Right, of course, of course. That's great, dude. Uh, Ryan yeah. Waite actually lives in my ward. and uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ryan so, is my coach. I love the guy. He's awesome. Should I give Should I give Ryan an iron? We got to get your shirt ironed out next time. No, baby. I know, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I did my laundry. Like, I, I wore it over the weekend, and it was, yeah. I was, I was like, oh, man, I'm wearing this on Sports Nation. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. It looks great. Well, listen, when I was a student and I was sidelining one game, I remember reading something where someone said, dude, get that guy an iron. So listen, this is your get that iron moment. All right. Uh, all right. And all now, right. You, now you'll be the Iron Man. Like the right. rest now of the way. Now that it's right? happened on Sports Nation, we'll, we'll get the iron. It's all good, bro. We'll, you'll laugh about it later. Okay. I read you got like a 4.22 GPA in high school. You love you love class? You love being a student? Uh, love class is a strong word. Um, I just get my work done for the most <laughs> part. And it, it works out. Yeah. Wait, but you must like it though if you get a four two two in high school. Um, yeah, I mean, I make class fun. Um, like I, I talk to people in class and I do my work with people. I don't. Yeah, I just make an effort to socialize as I do it. Yeah, yeah that's awesome, man. Okay, this weekend you mentioned uh, what you're going to participate in. What are you hoping to accomplish in uh, your your second race in college this time on your uh, your home track? Right on the home track. It's um in the 500. I want to get like a 63. Uh, placement isn't really a thing. It's really just BYU that's competing at this meet. Um, there'll be other Utah schools, but um, really it's just we're going against Josh Taylor and Trey and just other four by four guys that are just dogs. So we'll see if I can hang with them, kind of thing. Have you seen yeah. that YouTube video of the guy that's like? Yeah, the high school football kid that's like, yeah, we got this guy, dog. dog. We got this guy, dog. dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, he doesn't say that one guy's a dog. He's like, he's a dog, right? He's like, dog. He's dog. Like, yeah. <laughs> we got um, dogs in the four by four hundred. I feel like I throw out similar energy to that individual. <laughs> yeah. Joe, you got a lot going on for you. You got the you got the fight song. You got the ironing. You got the dog thing. It's it's fun to have you at BYU, man. Yeah. Best of uh, luck this weekend. Week, the first week I got here, I said, that's crazy, probably a million times. Um, like, that was, like, my my only two words in my vocabulary. It was, like, a I'm group kind of bit. But, yeah, um, yeah. I said, yo, that's crazy, <laughs> like, literally everything. So people will tell that to me all the time on the track team, and it's just that's crazy. kind of funny. 
that's yeah that's awesome. great yeah well hopefully you continue to go crazy because uh so far you have a great start joe we appreciate the time best of luck man yeah thanks jim hey let's do an nil and get uh get joe and iron here uh, listen yeah. to the latest Deep Blue podcast. Can we, by the way, can we player. just, can we please gift him an, like, let's get him an iron. NCAA, like, let us give the guy a gift. Current assistant professor at Kansas, Nate Mickle, joins Shep in the latest Deep Blue podcast. Check it out where you get your podcast. What have you liked most about the BYU men's basketball season? Everything. Because there's a lot to like. All of them. But what's at the top of the list? This is BYU Sports Day. Saturday is the mid top of the list. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Our question of the day, what have you liked most about the way BYU men's basketball has played the game that Dr. James Naismith invented so well this season? Yeah. Nathan Chantry on X says, definitely lack of turnovers. Mm, yeah. Last year, this team could yeah. never get in a rhythm and often put themselves in big holes because of turnovers. Yep. But this year, they are maximizing every possession, and that leads to the number one scoring margin. Amen. Our Elite Voice of the Day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated. I always read it. You read it. I, I don't know how to read. Micah Miller on Facebook. I love their aggressiveness on defense. I especially love their team play and willingness to pass the ball to an open player. It's so fun to watch. Yes, very connected. Love it. Wi-Fi strength, five bars. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> the unselfish 5G two, plus. Two gigabytes. <laughs> oh. It, it is speedy. Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Cool moment for BYU, number one in net. Net's been going for six years with the NCA. BYU climbed to a size two yesterday, uh, you know, this week. Now number one, man. You cannot go higher than that. Let's go. It's surreal. And then there's this, that guy. It, it is surreal. Yeah, that jacket is surreal that as is well. Good. You got to, Craig Sager, wear that jacket. Man. My goodness. Our thanks to today's guest, Mark Durant and Joe Lighthall. Get him an iron! Yes. Sorry to Dennis, we ran out of time. For Jeremiah, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Elder Devin Durant. We'll see you for BYU Sports Station tomorrow. Go Cougs! Honda Rise, dog. Yeah.